I'm Annie Apple, and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burr, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app. You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hello, I'm Murli Krishnan from Hindustan Times. I've been reporting from the court for the past seven years. Happy 70th Supreme Court is a 13-episode series about the court and its history. Now that I've introduced you in the last episode, let me get into the specifics. So guys, I hope you agree when I say life and liberty are fundamental aspects of human existence and civilization. This basic right is what I will be talking about today through the case of A.K. Gopalan versus State of Madras. This judgment evoked my interest because it was the first case in which the top court discussed the scope of fundamental rights way back in 1950. In fact, a dear friend was barely an infant when this challenge came up. Despite the same, I should admit I was captivated by the quality of discussion involved in the judgment. Well, age is just a number, right? More than anything, the first judgment from the Supreme Court on the liberty of individuals had a dissenting judgment always a sign of a healthy court in a vibrant democracy. Aside from all that, what is the significance of this verdict? Simply put, the judgment decided the scope of one of the most important rights available to an individual, right to life and liberty under Article 21 of the Constitution of India. The judgment is now considered incorrect law and has been overruled, but it is still relevant because it helps understand the Supreme Court and its thought process during its initial years and how it has evolved over the years. Now, what exactly was the case? The case was filed by communist leader from Kerala, A.K. Gopalan, who challenged his detention in Madras jail under the Preventive Detention Act 1950. A preventive detention law allows the state to detain people on the apprehension that the person could indulge in some illegal activity in the future. It works prior to the commission of offence, and is often a matter of grave concern because it curtails a person's liberty and freedom though he has not actually committed a crime. You might remember the Tom Cruise movie Minority Report. It's kind of like that. A very real example back home can be the many Kashmiri leaders who were recently kept under house arrest. They were detained under such laws. So, A.K. Gopalan was also similarly detained, but he did not keep quiet. He challenged the validity of his detention order. He argued that the Preventive Detention Act was violative of Articles 13, 19 and 21 of the Constitution of India. Two significant aspects were dealt with in this judgment. The first issue was whether each article in Part 3 of the Constitution, which lays down fundamental rights, is a code in itself. That is, whether those articles are isolated and independent of each other or whether they protect a common thread of liberty and freedom. The second aspect discussed was the scope of Article 21 itself, which is right to life. Let's talk about the first aspect. Gopalan's main argument was that Article 19 and Article 21 should be read together. Article 19 gave substantive rights like free speech, right to travel, etc. to citizens. Article 21 prescribed that 
no person can be deprived of his life and personal liberty except by procedure established by law. As the preventive detention order results in the confinement of an individual in a cell, it was Gopalan's argument that his rights under Article 19, like freedom to move about, etc., have also been infringed. Interesting, right? As impressive as this line of thought was, majority of the judges on the bench were not impressed. Chief Justice H.J. Kaniya, who authored the majority judgment, ruled that the fundamental rights in various articles in the Constitution are mutually exclusive and exist in silos. Just to make things more clear, the majority decision was that free speech and movement guaranteed by Article 19 was excluded from their personal liberty under Article 21. The second issue which came to be determined in this case was of great significance in the later years. It was regarding the scope and interpretation of Article 21 or as we know it in legal parlance, the procedural due process versus a substantive due process debate. Now, hold on. I know this can get tricky. Just be patient with me as I explain the concept through the expansion of Article 21 by comparing it with the corresponding provision in the American Constitution. Article 21 provides that no person shall be deprived of his life or personal liberty except in accordance with the procedure established by law. Comparisons were made by Gopalan's counsel with the corresponding provision in the American Constitution which says that no person shall be deprived of his life or liberty or property except by due process of law. So, the difference between Indian Constitution and American Constitution was that American Constitution provided for due process of law instead of procedure established by law which Indian Constitution provides for. This meant that in India, a law enacted by Parliament would be sufficient to curtail life and liberty. A court of law in India would look into whether a law has been properly passed by the Parliament or not. It won't look into the law itself or the fairness of the law itself. However, in US, where due process of law is required, it was not just sufficient that there was a law. The law itself had to be fair and the courts could judge the law unlike in India back in 1950. The argument by Gopalan was that the law contemplated in Article 21 should not only be procedurally sound but should also be substantively fair. Essentially, Gopalan argued that a mere procedure prescribed by law will not be sufficient. The procedure itself had to be fair. Otherwise, the parliament can pass any law within its legislative power to destroy the right to life and liberty of people. The court, however, ruled against Gopalan, holding that Article 21 contemplates only procedural fairness. Thus, procedural fairness became part of our constitutional philosophy for the next 20 odd years. The court eventually began its shift towards substantive fairness through the judgments in R.C. Cooper and Menaga Gandhi. I will be discussing these two cases in the coming episodes. Coming back to A.K. Gopalan, what is noteworthy is that Justice Fasil Ali, who was one of the judges on the bench, authored a dissenting judgment. This dissenting judgment by Justice Fasil Ali, in fact, came to be etched in history. It was hailed by Justice Rohinton Nariman in his 2018 judgment on right to privacy as one of the three great dissents ever in the history of the Supreme Court. The ruling of the court in A.K. Gopalan was also in tune with the economic and social philosophies that the two countries, USA and India, pursued. While the US system stood for individual freedom, the Indian constitution makers were wary of the necessity to protect status quo because India was a socialist country to begin with. The shift by the Supreme Court in the later years from procedural fairness to substantive fairness is many times dubbed as a precursor to the shift in the economic philosophy of the Indian state. So, let me end by asking you a question. 
Was it Manmohan Singh who actually brought in capitalism to India? Or was it a birthday boy? The Supreme Court of India. Tweet to me at Legal Journalist. You can also show your love for this podcast by liking, sharing and following us on HT Smartcast. We are ever-present on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Until next time, this is Murli signing off. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HT Smartcast. HT Smartcast. I'm Annie Apple and I'm here to invite you to come and listen to my new podcast series, Raising April. It's the most intimate sports-related conversations you will hear. Each week, we explore the journeys of some of your favorite NFL players through the eyes of those that know them best. From Joe Burrow, DeAndre Hopkins, Miles Garrett, Ezekiel Elliott, Nick and Joey Boza, just to name a few. With exclusive insights and information, we leave no stone unturned. Subscribe now to Raising a Pro on your favorite podcast app.